This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. And apparently our breaking Cubs guest is Crane Kenny at 1025. Oh, beautiful. All righty then. Perfect. Got that information real time. Crane and I went to Notre Dame together. I used to kick him out of the weight room when he would show up from the swim team. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I bet he had those perfectly tailored monogram shirts back then too they all do that was tom fair golden domer earlier this morning sitting in for david haw on the mully and haw show and indeed he was uh, sharing his memories i don't know if it's true or if it's exaggerated or not but only crane kenny can uh, tell us if it is he's the cubs president of business operations and he joins us now on the score so did that actually happen Oh my God! So so accurate. Uh, yeah, imagine. So I, I I come in as a swimmer and uh, in the food chain of athletics at Notre Dame, I'm not sure there's a lower rung than swimming. And uh, we had to share the weight room as a as a winter sport with with the football team. And uh, at one point, I got paired up with with Thayer on the bench, <laughs> and he's he's benching like 700 pounds. And I'm supposed to be spotting him, and he goes, "Hey, uh, you know, give me a hand here." And I'm like, "Dude, if that comes crashing on your chest, the only help I'm going to provide is to yell for someone to come pull it off you because I can't lift it." So yeah, he was uh, he was dead on and <laughs> chasing me out of the weight room. That's for sure. This also sounds like an exact scenario where Tom Thayer would be messing with you and and do something exactly like that. This is oh, as real yeah. as it no, gets. Oh yeah, I was I I I stood over on the side and waited till those guys were done before I I jumped in <laughs> to, to lift my measly you know thirty pound weights. So so what a weekend we just had. It was I think everybody involved could feel how special it was. Whether no matter how we consumed it, whether it was on the score or on the Marquee Network, or ESPN, Fox, something happened this weekend that was memorable. Yeah, I don't know if you were able to see it on television, but in the ballpark, um, it was a moment. And, um, you know, it's, I, I, it's, it's interesting when, I, when you think back, like a year ago, the ballpark was a food pantry, you know, and the hotel across the street was a shelter for, uh, for our physicians down the street. Uh, and then, and then we converted it to a pop-up vaccine center. And, and I think, you know, to have everybody come back into the ballpark, it was, uh, you, you, you nailed it, uh, Dan, it, it, it was a moment that was different. And, uh, it actually, what it brought back to me was, um, the feeling I had when I was in the park in, in 2016 in, in game six against the Dodgers, where there was, you know, joy and celebration and excitement, but, but mostly relief, like people were, People relieved, and they were uh, and they were letting it out. Man, they had some fun this weekend. They did. We've apparently stumbled into a very controversial in-game topic that of cup snakes and the bleachers. They got a lot of love on ESPN night last night. We've <laughs> laughed about it. Are you pro or anti, or does it matter at all? Oh yeah, you know. So the cup snakes have become a thing, and uh, you know, I I've talked about whether we need a snake pit out in the bleachers, just a place to let people go snake if they want to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what we what we decided to do this weekend was just let them snake. Uh, and the, here's the controversy about cup snakes. Listen, we love fun, right? And and people in the bleachers know how to have it. Uh, there are people who do complain when the you know the half half drunk beer cup spills on them when the snake's being passed around that they're getting you know drenched with beer. You know your comment could be well then don't sit in the bleachers. But it, it kind of goes both ways. So we've tried to kind of police it a little bit. Uh, what we decided for the homecoming weekend was we're just going to let them go ahead. 
and I think we saw one that was like as tall as a Sears Tower out there at one point. Um, it was very so impressive. Not, yeah, no, that was that was some serious work out there. Or you just sell the sponsorship to it, you know. In my my cynical, uh, old fashioned way of thinking here, that that's, that could be inventory, and you could find a way that King Cobra malt liquor or, or, or something would want to hefty, the- hefty, hefty, hefty. There you go. Right? There, there's yeah. your corporate partner, and you, then you can give them ponchos like they're at a Gallagher concert for the people who <laughs> want who want a branded hefty poncho. They can wear one. Are you are you trying to get Faulkner's job? It sounds like you're uh, you're going to lead our marketing group soon. Uh, speaking of Faulkner, we had him on on Friday, uh, just before to, to let people know what was going on, and uh, there was some concern over having enough staff and how this was going to be. So let me ask you now, after the fact, how did it go? What did you learn? So yeah, well, first of all, it went well. Um, we. Um, you know, we were a little anxious about bringing 100 percent in. Um, there was, you know, it was interesting though that folks were. Um, I think folks were so happy to be out. And, and I tell you, it was interesting watching, especially on Friday. Um, it was almost like people were relearning old habits. Like we've all had to uh, condition ourselves. Remember, you know, 18 months ago when all of a sudden it was illegal or forbidden to ha- shake hands, and you know, you and I walk into a room together, we're going to shake hands. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, I can't do that. I can't do that anymore. And I got to wear my mask and I got to keep six feet of distance. And the same was true in the ballpark. You know, we reopened with 25% and there was six feet among every person and masks on. And God knows you never touch hands and you can't do this and you can't go there. And we had the ballpark subdivided into 20 neighborhoods and certain restrooms were open for certain people and not others. And and then on Friday, it was interesting. If you know, I was I was walking around the ballpark, and you'd see like, you know, uh, Peterson hits his home run and People look at each other. You're standing next to a stranger. You're not six feet apart. You're not wearing a mask. Like, can I can I high five you? And they kind of like little little quick fist bump. And then, you know, by the fifth inning, after a few malt beverages, you know, fist bump turns into high five. And and you know, by the by the ninth inning, go Cubs go! Everybody's hugging each other and shoulder to shoulder. And it's kind of like relearning the the old ways of doing it. And lots of smiles. So that went well. Um, you know, we are we do have some labor shortages, like like a lot of restaurants around. Uh, and really want to thank our fans for being patient at the concession stands. It went better than we hoped. It wasn't perfect. Um, a couple of spots in left field, in particular, some longer lines than than we had hoped for. But um, all in, you know, pretty successful weekend. Well, and I think it's important for people to be reminded that this is a work in progress. Just trying to figure that out. Some pre-pandemic. Uh, habits and practices might not be there. Some post will be. I know Colin talked about the importance of still using mobile technology in order to order beforehand. So is this a good time to remind people that it's there are things that are still going to improve and there are going to be some things that take time as well? Yeah, that's well, well said, Layla. And we and we appreciate you, you, you doing the public service announcement for us. Yeah. You know, the, the things we've learned from the pandemic that we, we're going to keep are, you know, our touchless entry, so you don't have to empty your purse or pockets. Um, digital ticketings, I think folks have kind of adopted it now. You can move your tickets from you to your friends. You don't have to physically hand them a paper ticket. Um, the mobile ordering uh, shortens the lines. And actually, it's not the technology that's stifling our success at the concession stands. It's literally labor. Like, we just can't get enough people in the building to work. Um, we know during the pandemic, a lot of folks moved out, out, of, out of town uh, and into uh, other states that were more open. Um, and, and we just have had less success recruiting and hiring in uh, our seasonal staff than we have in the past. That'll get better as the season goes on. And I think as people realize we are open, 
we're going to have 40,000 in the ballpark. Um, you know, we'll get, we'll get those things solved, but, uh, but yeah. And, and I can't say enough about our fans. It's one of the reasons I was really happy to come on today. Um, they've been so patient, uh, folks who've been waiting for us to get beyond 25%, uh, our season ticket holders who've been, you know, really anxious to get back in their seats. And a lot of their seats were zip tied because, uh, you know, the six foot buffer requirement, um, and and everybody coming together, it felt like a reunion of sorts on Friday. Um, you know, everybody, uh, and obviously a lot of VIPs in the building. And the you know, we saw Justin Fields come in, and uh, Jeff Van Gundy, and Mark Jackson, Mike Breen, all the guys who were calling the games up up north. And uh, we saw our good friend Jim Phillips from Northwestern, now the ACC commissioner, and George McCaskey was in. Like every, everybody wanted to be in the ballpark, um, and it felt so much different than a regular season game, even a even a Friday Cardinals game, which usually generates some attraction, it was, as we were talking about earlier, it was a moment. And I, I think for our country and our city, a moment to say, you know, maybe we're turning the corner here um, and we can return to some of the, the rituals of summer that we've enjoyed so much in our lives. Before we let you go, and that's really well said, what about the hard numbers? Now that you've actually, the, the receipts are in, and how do the numbers inform the, the ever-shifting budget as we get toward the trade deadline? Yeah, it's a great question, Dan. Uh, so the numbers were really good. Strong, strong attendance. You know, people say, well, Wrigley Field sold out all the time. The truth is, you know, we have a six-month lead-in to, to selling our tickets. And as you know, we go on sale with our season ticket holders in the fall. We do the holiday packs and the flex packs. And, you know, group sales start in January. We have a big on-sale in February. Because we didn't know if we were going to have any fans this year, we didn't do any of that. So we we're, we're kind of flat-footed uh, you know, as we kind of came into the season, we were happy to get to 25 and then happier to get to 60. And then when the mayor, who was in the ballpark, both mayor, Mayor Emanuel, former mayor, and then Mayor Lightfoot, both in the ballpark on Sunday, and I, I caught a few minutes with Mayor Lightfoot, you know, when she finally gave us permission to go to 100%, um, we have tickets to sell moving forward. So there are there are, there are tickets to buy if folks want to come visit. Um, but but with just a short sales window, we, we got, to, I think, 35 on Friday little more on Saturday and uh, Sunday. Uh, and so those numbers beat our plan. Uh, concessions were strong. Um, so it does help us, and, and it'll help us when we go to uh, the trade deadline with Jed. And I said this um, last week when I was talking to, to David Haw and, and, and Mully, um, finances won't be the issue at the deadline. As we know, the currency that most people are looking for at the deadline is talent. And the question is, will we will we be prepared to move talent to add to this team uh, and, you know, can we find a dance partner? So, um, but yeah, numbers were really good. And thanks again to our fans who so incredibly patient and so supportive once we reopen. Thank Crane, you, Crane. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate okay, it. Okay, guys. Hope to see you soon.